I'm Ron Algar-Watt, and this is More Bits. Seattle-based comedy troupe Drop the Root Beer and Run have been on my radar for about a year now. And while I have absolutely loved all the other comedians I've talked to on the show so far, here's a somewhat non-professional confession. These guys are kind of my favorite. They're the perfect mix of the sort of straight-line logical comedy I tend to write, and an almost disturbingly surreal element that I could never hope to duplicate. I had a great chat with troop member Zach Nelson back in episode 11, but since then I've decided that these things work a lot better when I can talk to the entire group. Zach, I don't even remember, like, I covered all the usual stuff with you, like, all the, you know, uh, yeah. what are your influences, what are your goals? Yeah, uh, and I think I I said some influences for some people in the group, but I think they probably could, just based on the fact that they're the ones with the influences, might be able to say that better. <laughs> than... <laughs> Might be able to say that better. Well, I mean, let's let's just start with that. Let's just go yeah. around. Like I said, we've already I've already talked to you, so yeah. let's start with you, Matt, and then we'll just kind of go around that. So, way, in I terms think. of like comedy influences, I, yeah, I just in general, I mean, what made like kind of what I'm going for is what did you look at and say, yes, that I want to do that. I mean, I would say less like TV shows and more other live troops that I've seen, mm-hmm. like uh, Peter and Chris. I think. Have one of the biggest influences on what I try to do sketch comedy wise, and uh, mm-hmm. the Cody Rivers show and Charles basically mm-hmm. are my biggest influences. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It's um, weird that those are all people I know. <laughs> I, I actually was going to say the exact same thing because I I got into this more for the performance aspect because I used to do straight shows and, and like musicals and stuff. So I really like just being on stage and goofing around and having a time of it. But and being with friends, obviously. So mm-hmm. the, the it is natural that the friendships that I that we got in comedy really influenced us. So yeah, Peter and Chris was a huge one, and then Charles too. But yeah, and everybody, you know, Jason Spike, and all those all those wonderful people yeah. that we do comedy with. Yeah. Uh, I'd agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, I didn't do sketch comedy. Like, even, like, I didn't do the sketch portion of the, like, comedy troupe when we were all in Olympia, even. So, like, Mm -hmm. most of my experience with sketch has been just, like, doing it with these guys. Mm -hmm. So, like, most of my influences are just people inside the group, too, in addition yeah. to, like, people that I've seen. We sent you that. I agree with that, too. Yeah. yeah. We sent you that feedback form. Did you uh, fill it out? And uh, it's every every five years yeah, you I have know. to fill I, it out. Yeah. I'm really sorry, guys. It's just, oh, a, it's just a scale of one go through Go back five. to the office and I'll How are we my weekend. <laughs> Matt, what about you? I'll give a real answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember discovering uh, Jack Kennedy and uh, trying to replicate that style, the uh, the deep thoughts, okay. finding that mm. book, and then just on my uh, my MySpace page, my <laughs> my status. It's weird that a social network is uh, date date you now. Um, <laughs> But just trying it, my, my status is we're trying to replicate that kind of bizarre style. But uh, Monty Python was big as a kid, yeah. early Simpsons. Um, now it's more jam. Jam is a big influence. <laughs> so I, I got to say, Zach dropped that when I talked to him uh, a couple of months ago, and I went and checked it out, and what the fuck? <laughs> 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 It's. I, I love the idea of sketch comedy that's focused in on its own medium, and that's the show I think better than anything captures sketch comedy as a TV video format, because mm-hmm. um, it just makes so, such good use of timing and cuts and everything like that. Yeah, it has some great people in it too. Like there's um, 
well, I don't know the names of any of the people in right. it, but it's I like oh, name them all from other shows. I think it has the best like stuffy doctor character I've ever seen in sketch uh, comedy. Absolutely. It's a common trope, but they have yeah. nailed it. Those doctor sketches are just like the one that slowed down to like just a snail's crawl <laughs> is probably one of my favorite things that show has done. It's just about a boy who comes in and has been peeing himself and the doctor is trying to like help him fix his problem. And the doctor pees really, himself yeah. in front yeah. of the kid yeah. to show him that it's, it's natural. taking the most unsettling thing and turning it into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what they do. And they do it really well because it, it, it kind of throws you out of your ordinary like viewpoint when you're watching comedy and you're just like, I'm really disturbed. This, this is funny. <laughs> There's an element to that in League of Gentlemen as well, I think, oh, where yeah. like they just yeah. have things that you're just like... There, there was a lot of times I was watching like League of Gentlemen where I would just be like, I'm laughing, but I'm it's more because I'm kind of scared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we, a lot of British humor does that too. Yeah. Like Faulty Towers and like anything junk. Least just like, like the manic kind of energy of it really attracted me to it. But well, that that disturbing vibe is definitely in you guys' material. God, I say <laughs> I hate saying you guys as I I suck. Um, <laughs> In no, your material, okay, no, I've I've picked up on that, but like it's definitely not an overwhelming like, oh god, this is so horrible. Why? Where are the laughs? Like, there's definitely surface level jokes and stuff too, but it feels like you guys are are shooting for that, and not even in every sketch necessarily. But if that, I can definitely see that influence in your in your work. There has to be a certain percentage per show of yeah. weird, of crazy. Like there was a point where you're trying to figure out like what would be the least weird thing to open with. And close with. And like it doesn't matter. It's all a wash. Everything is the weirdest thing we've ever done. So. I mean, I don't even know what the line is between comedy and horror anymore, necessarily, because it seems <laughs> yeah. like you have very similar structures in terms of, like, a build-up and then, like, a payoff and just the way both of those things are written seem very similar to me. I was yeah. I was going to say, too, one of the things I just thought of that is probably a overarching influence for us is probably horror movies, because yeah. I feel like yeah. we're all really big fans of horror and that definitely comes through in our our stuff like we don't watch sketch comedy when we get together to hang out we watch horror movies <laughs> yeah Absolutely. and the weirder the better yeah uh <laughs> half springs in some weird videos oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hatfield has some uh, has some choice uh, choice cuts so do you go sort of off the beaten path stuff or like oh yeah yeah <laughs> understatement shout out to scarecrow video oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing yeah uh, but i def i read a lot of like online top 10 weirdest movie lists and um i just spend hours on imdb just digging and digging do you want to tell them about your birthday uh, <laughs> uh, my birthday this year was just a marathon of like the weirdest movies i could come up with that i hadn't seen yet uh there's one i i'm trying to remember uh, there's a Australian film called Bliss. Yeah. Um, there is a Alejandro Jodowski film called uh, Fando y Liss. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> that was horrifying. Remember, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what this else do we watch? Fantastic Planet. Oh, Fantastic uh, Planet. Yeah, a fun one. one. Uh, um, French animated. The, what about the mountain as well? Was oh, the mountain Holy Mountain is Holy my mountain. all-time favorite. Holy movie. Mountain. Okay. Um, which you should watch as a comedy. <laughs> um, it is a comedy, but uh, that movie turns a lot of people off. But it's just brilliantly weird. <laughs> so the low I, tick is the one that my brain. It wasn't at your party, but that was, and that was probably Olson's influence more than anything. But that is probably still one of the most. Which which was that? Little low tick. I don't know. Oh what, yeah. Uh, <laughs> country it's from but it was like Danish. you know it's a czech, czech it's a czech republic yeah. uh, uh yeah he's i can't remember the director's name but he's an animator 
And so it had a lot of stop motion with yeah. this like tree child. It's like this tree child that was killing people, and the protagonist yeah. was a, a young girl who seemed to be very into the tree child killing. But she's yeah. not introduced until like a two-thirds into yeah. the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of... It, it's basically, it wasn't it like a woman who lost a baby or something like that, and then they decided that... This interview could raise. easily just be us talking about movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it fine. It might, that might be what it ends up being. <laughs> she, she pretty much has a delusion where in this, this child, uh, this, this, tr- this child that her, like, husband fashioned out of a tree stump or, like, tree branches, and she, like, falls in love with it and is kind of, like... This yeah. Really creepily maternal relationship, and then it starts to and it grows and, and it eats. Grows and eats. Yeah, people. it sort of it takes on. Yeah. It's a really like, like distorted maternal version of Little Shop of Horrors. Like greedy guts is the alternative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Greedy> <laughs> guts. <laughs> There's also like a subplot of like an old, uh, old man who's just has a very uncomfortable relationship with that uh, younger girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Great. Anyway. So that's our comedy. <laughs> well, there's definitely, and because I am old and my frame of reference is ancient, I, I would call it a David Lynchian thing. But I'm sure there's sure. more yeah, modern, modern, you know, yeah. like. But I, but I pick up on that vibe in, in again in your comedy in your in your live stuff, that disturbing level of like, yeah, this is funny, but also what the fuck am I looking at here? And, and <laughs> Yeah, but, we want to elicit as many emotions as we can, other than just. But it's also it's also it also doesn't feel like sort of pretentious art. We will make you uncomfortable. Like you, there's yeah. still laughs there. Yeah, it's still you still you guys still feel like big crowd pleasers. So it's yeah. interesting that you managed to walk that line and do stuff that'll make you know the cheap seats laugh or whatever. But also people who appreciate that kind of thing say, "Whoa, whoa." That's pretty cool. A like, lot. We always wonder how much of it is only funny to our very close friends, <laughs> or only funny to us. Yeah. But I feel like we. Yeah. It's getting increasingly more almost inside jokey with the kind of stuff we write, because <laughs> um, we're just like this kind of feedback loop between the five of us, and all of our material tends to be what the five of us find really funny, mm-hmm. which gets stranger and stranger. <laughs> and it doesn't we, always translate yeah. to the real world. Well, I mean, do you find and I. I find this with a lot of people I know who do comedy, after a while you sort of build a callus and you sort of don't laugh at something you would have found funny a year ago just because you have to keep a straight face. You have to, you understand what I mean? Like, yeah, you sort yeah of, for sure. And so that, that, it feels like that's when you evolve to that next level where the more unusual, unconventional stuff mm-hmm. would make you laugh and that's it. Yeah. Kind of thing. There was a, a sketch that you wrote writing for when, right? They don't know who you're looking at. Oh, also. <laughs> 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 I thought this was being put forward to an omniscient audience. I apologize. Uh, Olsen, all you wrote the curtain. Writing for Women, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this sketch uh, called Writing for Women um, where basically my character just kind of like sits there dead-eyed for a hot minute and then I just start <laughs> screaming wordlessly and just like kind of like doing weird physical stuff all over the stage. And it just, I just kind of like made it my goal in that sketch just like do a different thing every time <laughs> someone in an attempt to make zach and uh, matt olsen break uh, but <laughs> largely just because i was just like oh we do these sketches a lot and if we don't do like something different with the same vibe <laughs> like it's i'm just i'm not gonna find it funny anymore and then like the audience probably isn't and i think yeah. that's like kind of like a microcosm of like doing comedy in general it's just like you do it so much and like see much so much of the same stuff that you're just like like i need to keep it in this vein because like this is like 
like our voice or whatever but like if you just keep doing the same stuff and like just make it slightly new every time you don't I'd say I think so, develop the calluses and then there are badly. sketches that we just can't not laugh like there are ones that even we've done years and years ago parrot bell detective is, is an example of that between Matt Olson and Caitlin again and it's just impossible like every time because it's so weird and hilarious like just break yeah. every time you can't help it yeah. That's probably the stupidest sketch premise that we've ever written. It's uh, like a film noir detective whose entire business is about solving mysteries involving parrots falling down. <laughs> and that's, and that's all it is. He extrapolates parrots falling down in every scenario. Yeah, he assumes any uh, case that is solely about parrots falling down. Yeah. Of course, no matter what. There's, and there, I will say there was a time there where like early on when we were doing stuff, where we had uh, the carrying monologue, and it felt like for about a year there, we just basically pushed Hatfield out onto the stage and we're like, do this thing. And then we were like, ha, 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 ha. it's hilarious. Yeah, never gets old. Someone trying to get in? Sounds like it. Hello? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that cool? As... Hey, Clayton Weller, everybody. Clayton Weller. Clayton Weller. <laughs> so do you all do you guys at least a few of you it sounds like have like sort of uh improv backgrounds at least strong enough that you can do something like that that you can say okay i i get where the sketch is coming from tonight i'm i trust myself enough that i'm not going to fuck it up and go out there and do it this way or or what have you yeah yeah i come from a pretty wide improv background i started improv first and did it for years before i found sketch mm-hmm. um so and zach zach's improviser and the rest of us are still exposed enough to improv yeah. that within the very constrained parameters of our sketches. I mean, there's not, it's little enough space that it's easy enough to. I mean, I, I probably have the least amount of improv experience having not actually, like I've rehearsed improv scenes and I've mm-hmm. like read books about it or whatever and been kind of exposed peripherally, never performed in an improv show, don't really have a lot of interest in it, but I do feel comfortable. Like I feel like I've been saturated enough in it that I could pull something out at yeah. any point and just make it you know I think, we're gonna, we make it work no matter what i think the main thing is that we all feel like we all can look each other in the eye and sort of like feel comfortable that we know if the train starts to go off the rails that we can at least pull it back and like at least keep keep it going rather than and you know a lot of i i think a lot of what we do sort of um a lot of improv we do happens during our editing process yeah, more so than editing. than it will on a live stage mm-hmm. and it's, like it's, it's also more that we, if even if the train goes off the rails, we go together. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone's on the same page, and like they'll we'll play off each other. We're all confident that we will because we've been performing together for so many years. So you guys have been together what four or five years, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Oof. Zach and I have been <laughs> doing comedy together almost nine years at this point. Has it been that something long? Like that? Yeah. yeah. I've been on that for probably seven of them, I think. Yeah. And he's still been a while. Um, I. I joined up when we were all in Olympia. I mm-hmm. joined that sort of like the last year of college. So yeah, and if we've been together as a group for five or almost four years, like yeah. three and a half years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right and then um, then it's probably four or five ish for yeah. me. And like slowly but surely, kind of uh, a, a few of you like started to trickle up here, kind of one by one. I think I was I graduated before all of them, so I was up here like for about a year, just yeah. trying to like do comedy in in seattle and then i was really happy when i found out olsen and hatfield were moving up here and slowly but surely uh like bailey was in the same graduating class so she 
came up here as well. It's a stepping stone of everybody just yeah. like, okay, we're all here now. Let's do comedy. Right. But what, what I was getting at with that is that you guys have been together long enough now that you, you do trust each other as performers. You're still yeah. not feeling Absolutely. each other out. There's there's definitely that sort of familiarity and that kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And, and it seems like you guys perform regularly. Like it's not just you get together every couple months, do a show, and then disband again. It seems like you guys are constantly working. I mean, now that the pocket's open, yeah. there's just... There's no shortage of opportunities to perform sketch comedy right now, it yeah. seems. There's yeah. a really, really nice infrastructure created that anybody can just kind of jump in mm -hmm. on this. So there's a lot of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have uh, one or two full-length shows a year, and then we'll do festivals regularly, and then uh, open mic type things like Etch-A-Sketch or open for another group. Mm -hmm. like a variety show. So, showcase yeah, we've... Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Any Sk given month, we'll at least have a 15-minute set somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And that's really good for developing new material because we can kind of – we always have new stuff to throw out there, and we can kind of see what works and what doesn't. And there's some things we throw back on the, the scrap pile and say, like, well, maybe there's parts of this we can use, and then there's other stuff we say, like, yeah, that's that's good. It's a nice test drive. Yeah. Um, but – so overall, and, and again, these are kind of boring, flat questions, and I apologize for that. It's just sort of a point of departure kind of thing. But what, like, what is, for want of a better phrasing, what's the goal? Like, are you guys where you want to be? Is this what you want to do? Or, <laughs> question. Well, because like when I talk to now with Ames, they have a very clear idea of we want to get on TV. That's their thing. And it sounds like you guys are way more into the live theater aspect of it. And I mean... We wouldn't turn down a TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we were offered a really sweet deal we were to make. Of course. Know, yeah, we'll... But it sounds like you're doing what you love now. It sounds like there's not necessarily a next. And I don't want that to sound like you're not. Like I'm implying you're not ambitious. It's not that. It just it sounds like there there's not necessarily a, a destination. It's just you're happy where you are. For yeah. me, it's like we're doing what we want in terms of the shows. Mm -hmm. Personally, I just want to be able to quit my day job. Yeah. Like whatever yeah. avenue gets me there. If, if right. we could all quit our day job to do comedy, like if I could do comedy with these four people and like um sorry bailey al's there uh, <laughs> uh no but if i could do comedy with like the rest of these um like drop through beer and run and quit my day job and make a like a decent living at it i would do it in a heartbeat mm -hmm. i just feel like the the sketch comedy scene in seattle is so it's just expanding exponentially because of all of the nice infrastructure that's here and all the people that are coming here and even though we've got people you know moving to la and to new york or whatever and doing their thing there it's 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 an influx and it will be that for a while i think and the the pocket is a huge part of that i feel like there's this kind of nexus that's being created and and everyone's really supportive and i feel like that's a really a, a unique scene to have that's not true in a lot of cities i really yeah. think seattle is so you guys feel like Seattle is home? Like you don't necessarily see the path next, you know, the next thing to do is to move to LA or whatever. Like you well, feel like this oh, is where you are. Oh no, go ahead. Um, well, I think like too, like, I don't know that we've ever like sat down and been like, oh, so like in five years we will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, like that's just like not a conversation that we've ever had, but like, it's like it's distribution possible. models mm -hmm. are yeah. changing too. Mm -hmm. So like, I think largely we're just kind of like going to continue doing what we like doing and as new opportunities crop up doing those as well but like mm -hmm. i don't think we're gonna necessarily like force a move or anything when sure. like when we think that like maybe we could like build a new launching pad instead of going yeah. to someone else's yeah. maybe 
but like as like I think too like if if you have like too much of a like well we need to be here mm-hmm. at it, like within this timeline like mm-hmm. you maybe don't enjoy what you're doing in the moment as much yeah, and I think that yeah. like and I've just been like having more and more fun like as things have been like going along and so I, I think like as long as we're enjoying it like that's the right direction to be yeah yeah we really yeah. enjoyed touring so yeah. yeah. I, my personal goal in this is to have a name for ourselves nationally. Yeah, um, that would be nice. Internationally too, because we've we've done Canada, but uh, yeah. Um, so not necessarily being on TV. Although, again, if IFC <laughs> is listening, yes, please. Sure. <laughs> um, We're not going to turn you down. Yeah, if like other sketch groups around the country know who we are, that's awesome. That's, that's pretty nice. Totally. Yeah, I would. I feel like we're yeah. if we can influence other groups cool i would just yeah. not to like uh yeah the festival circuit thing is is huge for us i think um uh next time we'll try not to do the idaho vancouver bc trip back to back yeah within a week that was uh we're that closer was, was, as people yeah <laughs> we're closer uh, i really wish you could see her look right now <laughs> uh we spent uh there's like the fun part of it is like i like spending time in a car and just like driving um and i actually enjoy driving so the 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 trips were the trips were the trips were fun and it was just like but we we spent like how long did we spend in the car like it was the idaho trip yeah idaho and then you're in idaho and then we're in idaho saw some stuff really hot dog shop but that that is another interesting thing. Like I, I've just I haven't talked to a ton of groups, but I, yeah, four or five different ones, and it's it, there's like a spectrum. There's like some people have a, a very clear idea of this is where we're going, this is where we're headed. Some people like you guys are more like, no, we're doing this because we enjoy it. We're friends, and we're good at it, and we're getting better at it. And do you find though that working with your like you guys are obviously friends, you two are involved. So like, <laughs> which ones? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Let it be a mystery. But I, do you, do you, I assume that makes it easier in some ways, but it must make things more difficult also because how do you stop screwing around and get to work? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, still haven't figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. Eternal yeah. problem. Well, that's, it, is, it is a nice thing that because we are friends and because we play off each other so much, our screwing around and our rehearsal kind of blends seamlessly, and that actually helps us a lot of the time to generate new material and mm. to you know and to make really fun edits in the moment. And that's like where the rehearsal editing comes in. It's just that these changes that happen in rehearsal are really organic because we are just kind of playing around with it with a goal in sight that we like we have to get this done by this time. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we'll kind of just you know. Also, like, Matt Olson's, like, plaintive face as, yeah. like, we start just, like, everyone else just, is just fucking around. Yeah, oh, just, can I swear? Well, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, somebody's got to be the dad in that scenario. It's somebody's got to be like, the, okay, it's time. So yeah. it's it's Matt. Mostly because Usually. you're the one renting the space. <laughs> you're like, I'm paying for this time. Yeah, this is a cool conversation you guys are having, but... <laughs> Unfortunately, you're not rehearsing the sketch that we need to rehearse. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like the strict a, a dad, show. though, and more like a disappointed mom. Yeah. Matt, Matt Olson. Yeah, the, we know it's we've we've run past our uh, screwing around time when Matt Olson just stares blankly at you when you make a joke, and, <laughs> and we all slowly come to realize And we're like, oh, okay, this isn't funny oh. anymore. We need to get to work. So yeah, sort of that wry <laughs> smile, like, ah, oh, you were cuter when you were children. <laughs> 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 I know that. That is true. <laughs> 
<laughs> One thing I found when I was stuck into Princess, they were trying to determine which of them sort of filled which like traditional role in oh. in the uh, in the troop. This is interesting, and I'm kind of curious if you guys see like. Like if if Matt, I'm not necessarily the leader, but if you're at least the one sort of steering things, like I, I don't know how to say that without making it sound like I would call myself the whip. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. But then just going around, maybe what do you guys feel like you, you your role is? I in... call myself the binoculars because I have to stare. Because I I feel like I'm. What does that mean? Because, I, because I'm looking at Bailey's speaking. traditional role in the group is the binoculars. Absolutely. The whip, the binoculars. This, yeah, this metaphor I, really holds together. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Because I feel like I look at it very aesthetically, you know, in terms of like kind of working on the blocking, and I, I feel like sometimes I get to kind of step out and, and you know, we all do this in, in kind of who wrote the sketch, but in, in terms of the deep sort of director-ish role, and we take that in turns, but I, I feel like I'm always the one stepping out at the end, just being like, okay, this is all looking good, you guys are all there, okay, cool, and then, you know, so that's what I, I don't write. <laughs> I feel like I should have that um, I, I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do, Caitlin? <laughs> See, if, if, if we were kids in the hall, I would call Caitlin like the Scott Thompson. Of yeah. The, in the sense that she's like the, an actory. Uh, I'm an actor. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Both, both Caitlin, uh, I would, I would, Matt Olson, I'm sorry, but I would call Hatfield, Caitlin, and Bailey probably the three strongest performers in the group. They've all oh, got absolutely. they've all got like uh, they've all got really like solid backgrounds there. So they they all definitely bring that to the table. It's like oh, if you put any of them in the sketch, it's gonna be fine. No, and I definitely got some of that seeing like not to not to call you out and not to put anyone else down. Certainly, because I've enjoyed all of you in in different performances, but Caitlin, you in particular, there's been a couple of times, particularly like monologues you've had, where it's just like, damn, she's everybody's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. We've accepted it. Yeah, yeah we've I, accepted I like invited coworkers to our show, and afterwards they're just like, yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. yeah, that one girl's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> my mom was like, "Oh, Caitlin had a great performance," yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, thanks." But see, I know enough about the way comedy works that I know that if I laughed at a sketch, one actor can't make or break that. You all have to be on, so I, I get that. But uh, despite all that, still, and and I'm not. I don't mean to embarrass you. I just. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I would say Caitlin also brings a really strong um, musical element to the group, which we really appreciate. The She's a really great uh, songwriter and singer, so she's got that. Uh, I had that... nothing to do with Space Bear, though. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking earworm. Thanks for that. <laughs> that came fully formed from the head of Zeus. Still get thing. that stuck in my head. <laughs> good, good, good. Seriously, me and Amanda just around the house. One of us can just look at the other and go, "Space Bear." Oh, you son of a. <laughs> awesome. So good. For that. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what about you? Oh, um, I guess I'm the child. <laughs> uh, wild card a wild card sure <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i don't want to describe my my role without sounding either egotistic or uh, uh i think that's the point of this i think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're all here to pat yourselves on the back for a while so man <laughs> just do it you write a lot so like if matt is like the the dad slash disappointed mom can't use first names here sorry yeah. if olsen yeah. <laughs> is kind of like sort of like group parent you're probably like group cool older sibling yeah yeah okay yeah that. that would be because like 
like we're all just like yeah, he likes really good music and I'm gonna tell all my friends that, like that sort of you a vibe but like with cool comedy <laughs> kind of a thing it's not a coincidence that we're describing this in the constructs of a family <laughs> <laughs> we even did a family portrait photo shoot at one point yeah would so. you like go to Sears and like put on your sweater vest oh, oh no. no it was just at TPS in yeah. TPS space and we had a photographer but the way that we set it up we did like a very like fancy like I got you. people standing people sitting but yeah, but like like you're a very strong performer and you, you know, write a lot of the sketches that make people like, oh, yeah, GT Albert, they're they're very weird. <laughs> and so yeah. like um I think you said a lot of the like vibe and like carry that through in performances, Hatfield. I think also, that's what you are. In terms of the uh the weird wordplay sketches, that's mostly coming from him. Like all the really intense jargon or like really like You'll see yeah. Next show next week. Uh, it's gonna be. Wait, is it? It's not. No, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, and this won't pause. Everyone's stomach just dropped. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'm already. It, 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 it will week. be next week from the perspective oh, of people. Oh, okay. Next week. Oh, next week. Right. Fair enough. Um, We're all prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of the really intense wordy sketches come out of Hatfield's brain, pretty much. I I would also say he brings a really fun sense of play to the group, like. Not that nobody else does, but him especially, because it just does. He that can be the most obnoxious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what about you, Zach? What uh, What do you think your role is in in this family? I'm definitely, (laughs) I'm definitely the the dad of the group, probably. I, I'm like, why can't we all just be a fucking family? <laughs> He's the but counterpart the... to the overbearing, like, disappointed mom. He's just kind of like, no, guys, we're going to be together as a family. I'm just <laughs> like, a really nice, supportive dad. So while Matt Olson is like, I will turn this car around, like, please, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, we come on, the kids, it was one time. The kids the kids know better now. They, we can still go to Toys R Us. It's also not a coincidence that all the actory types are the kids. We're learning a lot about ourselves. <laughs> Zach, Zach Nelson is who I try to put in a sketch if there's any kind of like slapstick type uh, <laughs> material in it. So he it's, seems like the Kevin McDonald of your group. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. funny when he moves. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I don't do that too often. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it sounds like from what you guys have been sort of implying that not all of you uh, write as much as some of the others. Is that is that correct? Or? It's like me and Hatfield probably do the bulk of the writing, and uh, Zach and Caitlin um, also write, mm-hmm. and then Bailey is edit. just the yeah. <laughs> and then editing. So is it like a partnership thing where you guys write together and then bring it to the group, or is it? We almost always do individual writing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's still a group mind in terms of how the sketch evolves once we get on its feet, yeah. for sure. Um, and we, we'll do, like, group sessions where we give people notes. But And certain sketches are written for certain people. And it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's fun to have, because we do have our own kind of unique voices, mm-hmm. so it's it makes our shows a little more varied in terms of yeah having different type of sketches. And but, Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, and people are pretty good about, you know, like if someone has a line pitch for a sketch, you know, they're good about saying like, oh, yeah, that, that works great. That's that's a great line or something like that. So there's like little bits and pieces. A lot of times the concept will usually come fully formed from um, somebody's head and then have uh, then some people add pieces onto it. But sometimes it's just like we're like, no, this is this is great. 
we're just going to do this. And are you guys to a comfortable enough point where you can say, no, that's crap, we're not Absolutely. doing that? <laughs> yeah. We can be okay. really harsh. It's like 80% of what I write. <laughs> <laughs> the... He calls it in advance, though, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt Olson's prepositions for his sketches are sometimes my favorite. So I wrote this thing. It's probably dumb, but... Uh, <laughs> We can, let's read it. <laughs> I think he said this is the dumbest sketch I've ever written about 50 times. Yeah. <laughs> Every sketch is the dumbest. He keeps outdoing himself. He's always lowering that bar. But it, it feels like you guys have been together long enough and you know each other well enough that there is a distinctive drop the root beer and run vibe. Like you are writing a sketch for this group. Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. also get ideas, and this applies to any of you that write, I'm just looking at Matt, but <laughs> um, <laughs> do you find yourself writing things that, okay, maybe this wouldn't work for the group, this is still good comedy, but Absolutely. this is not what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, like, you know, we have a vibe where we don't do very, like, offensive or gross material. We don't like to swear a lot. I mean, we have a show that is pretty much always PG-13. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we'll write a sketch and it will just have a lot of vulgarity. Yeah. And it's <laughs> obviously not a drop the root and run sketch. For yeah. And yeah. for shameless plug, we Caitlin and I uh, have a, a spinoff duo that's just us. So we that's and that's where I write more. Oh, uh, what's um, it called? It's called Love Snack. And <laughs> I saw the uh, the the sleepover show you guys did. It was oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. So that's that's the other like the, all those other ideas that we get that are just like oh that wouldn't work for for DTR bar, but maybe we can sign yeah away for our next full show. And Love Snack is a lot more like referential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true. Whereas I think. DTR bar has like only really done like a few sketches that like rely on you knowing about something else outside of the sketch. Yeah. And then it's something very vague like the TV show Sesame Street. Yeah. yeah. Which is, <laughs> we can pretty much assume everyone will. Yeah. yeah. Like it's pretty much like cultural mores you should probably know about, but yeah. like, like, but Love Snack is very like pop culture. Mm -hmm. um, More music stuff too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's well, and and it feels like some of the sketch troops, and I I'm more familiar with like TV than than stage, but it seems like a lot of the sketch troops that have aged better don't do a lot of the referential stuff. Like Kids in the Hall, for instance, don't do a ton of things that rely on you yeah. knowing things. Yeah, you know, Mr. Show, Mr. Yeah. Show. It feels yeah. like that stuff ages better, and you can watch it in ten years, twenty years, whatever, and it still holds up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Do you have an eye for that? Do you have like do you do you think about like, obviously, you think about what makes a, a drop the root sketch, but do you think about, like, I don't know, for want of a less horrible word, a legacy or, like, a, you know, just a body of work or oh, something like that? Yeah. It's tough because, you know, live comedy is so fleeting and it yeah. is experiences that go away and never come back. But, I mean, we, you know, still have sketches that we did the first year. We were a troupe that we'll still do every once in a while. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, yeah. Our back catalog, I guess, is important yeah. to us. Yeah. Sometimes I refer yeah. to it as our canon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can. uh, I think I call it the vault just because sometimes we just uh, specifically it gets called that I think when we decide we're not going to do a sketch anymore and we uh, we have to throw it in there just because we're all we all look at each other and we're like if I if I have to do this sketch one more time I'm <laughs> it's it's over we're not doing I'm done a lot of times with our, our favorite sketches that we have that we kind of have to retire because they're so overdone but we still love them we'll make mm -hmm. a video version of them yeah. to keep it kind of immortal and then we'll put it away and say okay we've done the video we're never going to perform this again or we'll talk about making a video and of it or that <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the idea oh, man. but I don't know <laughs> Oh, man, um, we've made so many videos time. if that were the requirement. Yeah. <laughs> um, the way that I like to think of the whole sort of, like, back catalog vault canon thing is that, like, it kind of feels like world building a little bit. Because, like, there are definitely, like, it just feels like they're, like, not rules, but, like, 
like typical occurrences yeah. um, for DTR bar sketches, mm-hmm. and and like the show that we're gonna do, like all of our character names in like the narrative part of the show, like they're all nicknames mm-hmm. basically that we've come up with like throughout mm-hmm. our life, and it just kind of feels like this alternate reality that we just like go over and like plan for a while and come back. And right. so I kind of just think of that as like world building. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty impressed with our Google Drive. We've got we've got over a hundred sketches now. A hundred that have been performed and yeah. several that, that will There's, never be performed. <laughs> I say it, it's it's good. Hatfield also is, does a really good job of keeping track of our history because there's sometimes like I, I look, he has a master sketch list and an Excel uh, spreadsheet on there. And there's not even, that doesn't even have like all the sketches. Like it's not fully up to date. But when you look at that, there's stuff on there that you're like, wow, we have. It's, it's every sketch we've ever performed. Yeah. Color-coded. Color 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 coded by writer (laughs) and uh, every show, well, every major show we've done. So there'll be X's for like we've done this sketch Mm -hmm. twenty times in all these shows. Man after my own heart. (laughs) Hatfield's also the group's clerk. Yeah. Yes. He keeps it all organized. It'd be nice to someday have a book. Uh, It's just a collection of our best sketches. The golden goose. That's, <laughs> that's that's. I just want a golden goose. And that will not on. be the title. No. <laughs> it's gonna be called Boxer Snowman. <laughs> that's a. So, in in terms of actual structure, like let's really get down to the. Like, you talk about world building and that kind of thing, and Matt Olson briefly talked about like just the the overall structure of a sketch. Like, do you guys really get into it? Like, I know. With you, Matt, just having been in a writing group with you for a while, like you really do think a lot about that kind of stuff. Is that sort of your job in the group, or does everybody approach it that way? I think that's kind of the group mindset. I mean, we yeah. all use the same language when we talk about like the math of a scene, mm-hmm. which is this, we mean like what are the parts of the sketch where it's actually a joke or a heightening of the game, mm. and what are if you yeah yeah how does that st- structure play out over the course of the scene? Because I found with other groups, sometimes there's the one guy thinking about structure, but the rest of them just kind of follow his lead. But it, it sounds more like you guys all really are in the same place with that. I, I think we all are, like, if someone brings a sketch in and needs, like, certain certain pieces need work, we're pretty good, pretty good about seeing kind of, like, we've we've been working with each other long enough where we can kind of see what uh, they are going for, so, yeah. and suggesting some alterations. It's not like... This is crap. You should burn it and throw it away and never let it see the light of day again. Yeah. I think where that comes to the foremost, though, is when we are kind of writing the the wraparounds for our shows, like not necessarily the sketches themselves, but kind of the world that uh, or the framing device that we're seeing the sketches through, and which that is mostly just generated from us digging around in yeah. conversation, just kind of like okay, yeah. this is what you'd say. <laughs> There was a framing device that came from uh, Hatfield being a uh, being a twerp in a rehearsal, which uh, <laughs> a twerp. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where he, I think it was just a guy. What was it? It was oh. a turtles or okay. Was... So yeah. <laughs> so so we were just brainstorming ideas for like a wraparound framing device, and Hatfield was sort of not into having the conversation. <laughs> it's tired and loopy and. <laughs> Felt like being a dick. <laughs> uh, so I said, how about a framing device where all the sketches are turtles? <laughs> like, it wasn't supposed to make sense. 
but then Olsen took it and made it into like an actual like, it's like okay yeah, I'll I, take what you're I knew he was trying to be a dick so I tried to be a bigger dick like, <laughs> <laughs> act like it was the best idea I've ever heard and then I wrote it that is that is an actual wraparound that we haven't used so. <laughs> well, we may do. keep an eye out for maybe it maybe we will use the, the turtle, turtle wraparound yeah. oh like, turtles I've, I've found in my own personal experience that spite can be the greatest motivator <laughs> <laughs> That is fantastic. That's about all I have. I mean, I, I think I covered all the basic stuff. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? I mean, obviously, there's the, you have the big plug. You have a show coming up. Yeah. What are the dates for that? March 20th and 27th. 27th and 28th. And the 28th. No, yeah. and the 28th. Yes. Yeah. 20th and 27th at 7 p.m. and the 28th is at 10. And exactly. is that here at the pocket? That will yes. be here at the, the pocket. On the 21st, we're also doing uh, Scratch Deli. Nice. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing to that. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Yes. We're it's good we could all get together on this podcast and talk about our Scratch Deli show. <laughs> you heard it here first, apparently. <laughs> it's an exclusive. That'll just be 15 minutes. But okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm down. Be with the uh, Tiny Baby Talk Show. Yeah. Oh, Tiny Baby Talk Show. God bless the Tiny Baby Talk Show. Our next show is going to be a full show. So God save the fun. Tiny Baby Talk Show. <laughs> Yeah. We could just we could just go out on you guys doing ridiculous British accents, if you like. <laughs> yeah. or just Zach. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> pip pip. <laughs>The show was produced by me, Ron Algarwatt, and featured Bailey Freeman, Matt Hatfield, Zach Nelson, Caitlin Obam, and Matt Olson. To learn more about Drop the Root Beer and Run, check out their Facebook page at facebook.com slash run. To learn more about me, visit algar.com. That's double A-L-G-A-R dot com. Thanks for listening.